Hey, welcome to the carpool. It's Friday. I'm heading out. I have my coconut Dr. Pepper from the local gas station near where I work. I'm ready to go. Got the AC going, so I got the nice white noise, realistic effect playing. You can hear my ice rattle in my drink because I go too sharply through the intersection trying to get over to get on the freeway. So, uh, it's taken me a week of trying to figure out. I've had a few topic ideas, but none of them just stuck, right? Um, the first idea was I was going to talk about corporate or company restrooms. You know, I wasn't going to get too deep into that, but just uh, I realized the whole point would be there needs to be more privacy in company business bathrooms. That's and I, I think it's totally worth the extra expense to make them such and uh, stop treating it like everyone should just be able to go to the bathroom in whatever circumstances. I just don't think that's realistic for most people. So, anyways, more privacy in bathrooms. See, I, I couldn't do a whole episode on that. Uh, I didn't think so. I don't know, though. Maybe I'll come back to that one and make it a riveting full episode. Uh, but here's what I want to talk about today. Quality. Now, I'm not going to talk about it in the general overarching sense I'm going to talk about it in the context of software development software quality right this is a huge topic and my little insignificant ramblings isn't gonna of course do it justice but I'm always baffled the first thought I had was on the subject was um, quality should just be considered part of your product but then I think that could be part of the problem, right? Because, and but what I meant by that was, it should just be baked in. It just should be part of what you do. You're building the software, all of your quality stuff is just part of building it, right? That's how I, I think it should be. But then I wondered why um, so many places, <clears throat> and I hope it's getting less places or this way, but so many treat it like it's just another deliverable on the project, right? And then the problem with that is deliverables are fluid, right? And you can add or remove them or reduce them as needed. And it's funny because the same people who t take that approach with things are the same ones who scoff at the notion of, okay, do you want me to do this additional feature or do you want us to worry about the quality of the other ones? And they, they, I've heard them scoff as though that is, that is a silly choice. Well, okay, you forced me to make a choice between those two. For me, in my mind, they shouldn't be a choice. But somewhere, somebody along the way decided it's an afterthought thing, it's another milestone in the process, it's another deliverable, so therefore you can reduce its scope to accommodate timelines or whatever other constraints you think you're under. 
and <clears throat> in some cases, and if you can't conceive of this happening, good for you, you should count yourself lucky, but in some cases, it's even completely thrown out, and you're not even allowed to bring it up or discuss it because that means more effort and more time, right? So there's a whole lot of issues around that, of course, and this could branch off in so many different ways, and I'll try and keep it more uh, focused as, as much as I possibly can. But um, if it's not just built into what you do and it's treated as a separate deliverable, you're going to make all kinds of unfortunate decisions with regards to the quality of your software. Now, I've heard... The, the movement out there about how there's no accountability for quality and that's why it's so horrible and and there's this whole thing of trying to legislate laws and protections around software quality and and then there's this whole crazy talk about customers or or people having to purchase liability insurance because of errors or problems due to software quality and Maybe in some cases that's appropriate or needed. Uh, I certainly don't think those kinds of measures need to be taken measure uh, industry-wide across all products, tools, and platforms. Um, and how do you hold people accountable for quality is another tough one. Uh, there's no such thing as zero defects. There's always going to be problems that somebody somewhere does not foresee and therefore adequately built to. That's, that's just going to happen. That, that's just the nature of anything that humans are engaged in. Perfection will not ever be 100% attainable or consistently, reliably done. Just not going to happen with human beings involved. Even, even machines don't. There's no 100% reliable machine either. Maybe they're more reliable than humans, but still not 100%. So throwing out these nonsense, unrealistic goals, uh, I don't see how that helps. And get everyone in this frenzy of constantly striving for perfection. Again, lots of unfortunate decisions will come out of taking that approach. Um, there's all kinds of pieces to this, right? Uh, I love that DevOps has become such an important thing and more and more common. Uh, I don't work somewhere currently where that's uh, a whole lot of effort given into that. There's a small handful of people working feverishly to take little bites out of time off on that big beast, but and they're doing a great job, but not near what it should be. But then I've also seen, on the other hand, where anything, I guess it's this way with anything, that can become a beast, an animal in and of itself, right? I've seen so many different approaches of, okay, everybody, all the QA folks are in their own department with their own management, so they're not tainted by the business objectives or political whims of anyone else, right? And they can fully own quality. And take full accountability for it. Except they never really can in such a setup. And then 
and I'm not saying this is just inherently going to happen, you know, with with taking that kind of approach or organizational maneuver. Um, but it became a beast in and of itself, and the administration of such a large animal within the organization in and of itself was creating additional problems and hurdles to go through. And pretty soon, less and less time was focused on actual quality efforts and work. I've also heard the approach of, we don't have any testers, the developers are responsible for their own code that they write. Okay, do, are they unconstrained in doing that? Meaning can, if they tell you, well, if you, if you go all in on that, you can't have the conversations of, well, how much time are you spending on quality versus delivering the features? Okay, you've already, you've, there you've split them out and you're already eroding what you're trying to do from the get-go and it doesn't get better from there and maybe that's the best route um there is some curve with that everyone has to adjust to that get used to unit testing their own stuff and uh that's new territory and uh and quite honestly some Software developers are developers are unwilling to uh, be fully engaged in such efforts. So, if there's a culture where that's prevalent and that's the norm and that's just what everyone does, that's awesome. Uh, I don't know how you get from some other state to that state uh, without a huge uphill battle. And the battle may last longer than the product or the company in a lot of cases. I don't think I have this. I don't have the solution. And that's not necessarily the intent of what I'm doing is coming up with the solutions. But I like to explore ideas and thoughts and talk about the problem in hopes that it will lead to some light bulb moments and to some solutions and better understanding and and such but yeah you can't you can't separate it out it just needs to be part of what you do and your process and everything your the process of building software needs to support all of that additional effort that it takes to not just deliver functionality but deliver it well uh, I'm still surprised how many places push hard on being feature factories, right? Just constantly shipping features and functionality. And now I've uh, now I have to I guess clarify because I've heard some people say that, but their quality efforts and everything are already baked in. So for them, that they don't see that as a negative. Well, yeah, we deliver features, but we also deliver them with all of this other great stuff in place to make sure it's it's quality delivery not everywhere that's a focused on delivering features does that and that leads a lot of them to like I said make those stupid choices between shipping a feature that may or may not work just to ship it versus shipping it knowing it works and having confidence in it uh, what do you think customers would want I, I don't understand why this is such a, a problem because 
if I look at it from the customer perspective, which we're all consumers of software in some fashion or another, would they would they ever ask you, please give us as many features as you, as you can, and we know that some of them aren't even going to be worthwhile or add any value or, or we may not even use them, and the rest are all going to be buggy, and every release we're going to have to cover our our eyes cross our fingers and push the button. Why would they say yes to that ever? There's this false notion that somehow that's what customers want. Well, that's a lie. I don't know of a single customer who's like, yeah, see, ship me a steaming pile and make it my problem for several months or for the duration of the agreement or the time that we're licensing the software. Come on. No one's going to ever say that. Nor would someone say no to you saying, okay, we can't deliver all these features and they don't all necessarily make sense either, but we uh, will certainly consider them and appreciate you raising them because that gives us something to look at and think about. But we can deliver a much smaller subset and we'll feel much better about how reliably they work for you. I can't, that's not just software. Can you think of any product that you're like, well, I'm okay with constant maintenance, breakdown, faultiness. Um, but occasionally, maybe for a good stretch, it does what I need it to. No, no one's gonna. But for some reason, this mentality exists in software companies and other companies making software that aren't software companies that somehow that's a legitimate narrative. Let me tell you what's really going on, okay? It will never be a legitimate narrative. What's really happening is the people who are saying that have something tied to that particular feature or release, whether it's some kind of financial objective, some kind of job performance objective, and it's a personal agenda thing that's painted as good for everyone, good for the company. <coughs> Excuse me. Much like the salespeople who always bring on crappy clients and just claim that it's under the umbrella of, well, I'm just trying to do my part to expand the business. Okay, but you're costing us more than the money that they're bringing in. But, you know, whatever. Sales a sale. Ah, sorry, I derailed myself on the sale thing. That's not where I'm going. I don't care. I'll... Sales is, is something to talk about another day, especially in the software world. That's a weird thing. Uh, I'll, I'll have uh, my admin assistant jot that one down for, for a future. But, all right, so let's see quality. Yeah, this is a fun process, so I'm going to just leave it recording while I go through it this time because I know this will be just just uh, a uh, I can't even think of how to describe it it's a train wreck okay I'll throw in some more coughs and sips of my drink here too to make it extra special uh, oh okay so people have personal objectives uh, here's the, and this one's a funny one too how exactly if you have 
an existing product or an existing platform, I see this a lot. There are financial objectives tied to an upgrade or a new feature or even even funnier, uh, like a bug fix, right? So somebody's charged with such an effort as though if I release this feature, it will mean more money for the company. Just think about that for a minute. I think we're creating a false correlation there, right? Is that real? I don't think that's the case most of the time. A single feature release on an existing product or flat platform does not mean more money unless you are charging for that specific feature or release, of course. And that's a whole other discussion, whether you price it accurately and all that. But that in and of itself, if you're not charging for it or an update or upgrade to your software doesn't make the company more money, yet there's this whole teams of people who are behaving as though that is the case. So much though, so, that they will exercise a great deal of political clout to make sure the wagon they're hitched to is the priority and is the one that gets shipped in the product. Even if there are legitimate other value-add, business-enhancing growth things that need to be built and shipped and delivered. But they'll win for lesser reasons of personal agenda. I'm looking to have my name attached to the shooting star so, so that when it succeeds, my name's associated with it. You would be surprised. I'm, I'm only saying this because I see it all the time that that's the motivation for it and yet we treat it as though that itself is going to somehow meet financial objectives and goals and so that just adds all this extra weight to it that's false weight to begin with and then here we are making unfortunate and inferior decisions again and the consequences are not as stellar as hoped right so that's one dynamic that I see frequently where quality takes a hit because that's the driving factor a lot of times there are so many other constraints and factors imposed on software development teams which contrary to a lot of false narratives out there software people software developers like to build just build software right and that's what they get really good at and that's what they try and perfect and that's what they try and improve you know there's always okay yeah there's always going to be people in any field or industry who whatever aren't such motivated but i would say the grand majority of the people that i work with in software are just driven to do that they want to build good software and build it well okay so putting additional constraints and things in their way that faults force them into making these decisions and choices that fall outside that 
I, I understand it can be a little tricky, and maybe I'll talk about that a little bit. But for the most part, it's unnecessary. And for the most part, when I see that happening, you have people meddling in too deep into the process that shouldn't be. Right? If I'm the guy telling you what the product should be, I probably sh should not also be the guy building it or telling you how to build it. Right? I just need to represent it represent what it should be as broadly and as deeply as I possibly can. And if I put a bunch of things in place that I think, that I impose things on a development team that achieve my goal, I could be preventing them from doing their best at what they need to do and what they want to do, right? It's not fair for me to impose my goals on them, my objectives on them. I know somebody's going to say a bunch of happy crappy nonsense that we're we're all in this together, right? You know, everyone's everyone's butts on the line. No. That's not always the case, and that's not the motivation for imposing my that's not a just a good justification for me imposing my objectives on on a development team. Their objective is very clear. Build good software. And that's what they would just, if you just left them alone, they would do that. You have to tell them what you want them to build and define it well enough that they can build it. And then get out of their stinking way and let them do it. Don't put all these other stupid obstacles in their way and you've read about some new methodology or approach or business mentality nonsense that they need to be on board with. No, they don't. They just need to build good software. That's what you need them to do. You don't need them to participate in a bunch of happy, crappy nonsense. And uh, I'm trying to think of some good examples. They're all escaping me right now. That I see um, development teams get weighed down with. Oh, one. It's an organizational problem that turns into a, somehow a product problem because, oh, a matrix organization is the best way to go and we got to have a lot of cross-functional representation and all of a sudden your developers are spending half their day in meetings talking about a bunch of stuff that's never relevant to them and building the software. And you're wasting their time and you're distracting them. And, <coughs> excuse me, for people who have never, if you've never built software before, you don't understand how mental this, it is. When you walk up to a software developer and just tap them on the shoulder or hey just quick question you what they have in their head at that point in time is the database or the data they're working with right what information is relevant what am I doing to transform it where do I need to be sending it right so that's one clump of threads they have going in their brain okay and how does this affect what the user sees on the screen and what behaviors need to be there and how does that need to be designed and laid out and Right? There's all these things going on in their head that they're trying to marry up and merge together and turn it into words they type on the screen. Right? Not words. Sorry. Didn't mean to trivialize it. It's not just words. But like the computer language and syntax and you know the actual coding. There's so much going on in their heads in just 
resulting in typing on the keyboard, that's all gone as soon as you walk up and, and interrupt them or make them go sit in a meeting for a while. They've spent two hours of the whole morning thinking about this and getting all these things correct and, and get the mental picture accurate in their head and working with that mental picture and then you flush it. They have to spend the time getting all that back up in and where was I and oh yeah and oh yeah this and then this and then this and then this. It's horribly disruptive. As opposed to going up and tapping somebody on the shoulder who's working on their PowerPoint presentation for their next um, big review meeting. Uh, not the same thing. There's not a whole lot of mental stuff going on. Not nearly as much mental stuff going on in a human brain putting together a slide deck. It's just not, they're not the same. That's no big deal. Oh yeah, so you can interrupt them and you can have a meeting for half an hour, hour, two hours and they can pretty much go back and pick up where they left off. It's not the same with developing software. So the more constraints and more distractions and hassle you create for them, that's just less time they're doing them, they're doing what you really need them to do. And you're also putting them in a situation where they're going to do that worse. So if you're having quality issues, there could be a lot of stuff going on. And most company executives don't even have a clue. And they'll find a book at the airport that they really like and think, oh, everyone needs to read this and implement it. And then we'll be doing better. Mm, no. You probably just don't understand really where the problems are and how to address them. So I guess quality is can be in some cases not necessarily the problem itself but the symptom, right? It could be the canary in a coal mine for a lot of organizations. Huh. I just realized that. Alright. Well, my commute's almost done. It was a nice, easy breezy one today. Uh, it's been nice talking again. I love doing this. Hope you have a good weekend. And we'll see you in the carpool next time. Bye.